This is CliffCentral.com. Thanks for joining us here on Cliff Central. You're listening to In Conference with Michael Jackson. That's me. I'm a conference speaker around the world. I've done about 2,500 plus events over the last 15 years. The people I meet on my journey are some of the most incredible people on conference stages and backstage and front stage all around the world. Gareth Cliff and I felt that it would be a really cool thing to bring them here for you on cliffcentral.com so that we could get to meet some really amazing folks for yourself and also maybe take one or two things away from their stories. I'm also very fond of great South African talent, and I'm thrilled to tell you that today, in that case, is no exception at all. I'm about to introduce you to a man called Martin Brown. He's got one hell of a story to tell. He runs a business called Radical Mobility, and he delivers keynotes all across the planet on the deciding factor. But before I tell you more about Martin, let's welcome him now. He's joining us on Skype from his home in Johannesburg. And I want you to listen to Martin's background story to get an understanding of where his businesses have emerged. Martin, it's a pleasure to have you with us on the show. How are you, my friend? Good afternoon, Michael. Great to join you again on Cliff Central. It's a pleasure to have you. Now, the story that you tell is one of the most remarkable stories that people will ever hear. It makes the hair stand up on the back of my neck whenever I hear it. And you tell your own story so well. In a nutshell, because you know how constrained we are with time, give us the precy version of your story. What happened? As you know, stories are so important, and especially if you can tie them into your into your keynotes in life. But I laid on a jetty, staring up at the sunlight shimmering through the leaves of an old tree. But the fact is, I was paralyzed. And around me, I had a gathering crowd. But I was the only guy that really knew how to save my life. Because ironically, I was a paramedic. It was my job to save lives. And now, now I'm surrounded by a lot of people around me and nobody knows how to save my life. So at that very moment, I had to decide and to take control of my situation. So I gathered up the troops. I got them to stabilize my neck. I phoned the paramedics, asked them to come pick me up. Some of them were actually my friends. So I had a lot of thoughts staring at my mind and emotions, but I had to keep it in control. And I think that fateful day on that afternoon 17 years ago is what actually shaped my whole future after that, being able to control and deciding what to do at the specific moments. Now, you said you were paralyzed, Martin, at that point in time. I know because I know you that all you can move on your body is your head. You were completely paralyzed. What caused that to happen in the first place that made you end up laid flat out on that jetty that sunny afternoon? Well, we were all at the river, and there was a guy standing right next to the jetty, and he was chest deep in the water. So I thought, well, I'm going to take a quick dive, uh, off the jetty into the river. But only two meters behind that guy, there was a sandbank, which was only about 15 centimeters deep. Wow. No, nobody saw it. I didn't see it. And I hit it full on. I chipped my tooth. I scratched my chin. But I stayed conscious. I didn't lose consciousness until I ran out of breath, which was actually a record. It was two and a half minutes. I timed it. Wow, that's absolutely remarkable. So people pulled you out, laid you on the jetty, held a phone against your ear, and you were able to call the paramedics and the only qualified person, as you say, to tell them what it was to do to you. Because at that stage, although you couldn't feel your body, you had a sense that you might well be in serious danger or in serious 
state. Actually, when I hit that sandbank immediately, I knew what happened. And that was a scary thing because your medical training, when trauma happens, to such an extent, you know exactly what happened. And you know what is going to be the prognosis afterwards. Wow. And my girlfriend actually took me out of the water. So what had happened to you? What, what caused you to be paralyzed completely, Martin? I had an anterior dislocation of the C4, C5 vertebra. Well, very technical, it might sound. But if you place two Coke cans on top of each other and you keep the bottom one still and you move the top one to the right, that is what happened to the vertebra of my neck. And so effectively, one, in layman's terms, you broke your neck. I dislocated my neck with a 60% displacement. Now, that was 17 years ago, um, and you are still completely paralyzed. The only part of your body you can move is your head. Is that correct? Yep. I can still move my head. And yet you've described that as a moment for you that not only defined your life, you said it in in a kind of positive manner, which intrigues an awful lot of people. Because what you've done since becoming paralyzed is, to put it bluntly, you've refused to lie down. Absolutely. In today's breakneck, well, excuse the pun, <laughs> ever-changing business environments and life, we are all surrounded by factors that are totally outside of our control. Things happen to us. This is Africa. Things happen. You get issues like crime, load shedding, the weakening rand, corporate politics, general unfairness, but we can't stop to focus on those things. Change. Life happens. Things change. We need to be setting friends, not following them. We need to move on in life. If we keep on focusing on those things that kept you back, you will stay back and you will stay there. We need to move more forward. Now, how did you move forward, literally? Because what happened was you found yourself in a hospital bed and you had some choices to make about what the state of your life and the rest of your life was going to be like. It wasn't easy for you to move around at first, was it? No, especially if you can only move your head. eh? Um, My first goal came, Michael. I always wanted to fly in a helicopter, Mm -hmm. but I did not want to fly in a helicopter being paralyzed. Well, that happened. I flew in one, but I wasn't conscious. So the first goal I set while lying in hospital is I want to fly in a helicopter again. Exactly two months after my accident to the day, on my birthday, my ICU staff arranged me to have a flip in a helicopter, except this time I was conscious. And I knew, you know what, if I can set this goal, what happens if I set the next goal and achieve it? And then the next, and then the next. Where am I going to end up? But you and that's str- what I keep on doing. You struggled to find a wheelchair that would work for you. Oh, yeah, that was a nightmare and a half. I'm six foot three. I'm quite a big lad. Mm-hmm. And finding a wheelchair locally, I just couldn't get one. I finally found one in Australia, but the guy sent it without batteries, and he sent it built for a five-foot-tall guy. And when I got here, it didn't fit me. And sitting on the incorrect chair, it, I ended up in bed for another six months, oh. looking at a chair I couldn't use. And that's where my mind went on again. I thought, if this happened to me, how many other people does this happen to? And that's where I started designing wheelchairs with a stick in my mouth in front of my PC, and I built up a multi-million rand company from that. 
Now, whilst you're listening to Martin Brown during this podcast, I want you to realize that he's sitting in his wheelchair with a stylus in his mouth talking with a headset on the phone because the only part of his body he can move is his head. He's now telling us he designed wheelchairs and not only went on to design them, but Martin, you've become the ultimate entrepreneur, the go-to guy for custom-built design wheelchairs now, not just in South Africa, but all over the world. And that's where Radical Mobility, the company name that you mentioned right at the outset came from. I mean, you've won top entrepreneurial awards because what you've done has been superb in terms of wheelchair design for paraplegics and other disabled people. I mean, it it must feel remarkable to you. It is remarkable because uh, I promise you the sensation I'm trying to replicate was the same I had prior to my injury. As a paramedic, I served people. Now, designing wheelchairs, I've got that same satisfaction. I'm serving people. But now I'm just designing cool wheelchairs, absolutely radical ones. And we export to Brazil, the UK. We even got a call from New Zealand to design a wheelchair for a young little lad there. He's now driving all over on the beach in the waves everywhere. That was the off-road beach wheelchair you built, which I think was just superb. When people look at you, and we'll give out an address later, I mean, you've got YouTube clips on all of this stuff, which is just earth-shattering. It it makes me go cold when I watch them. It's just superb stuff. It's so super cool. People that aren't even disabled want one of them to play around (laughs) with. One of the favorite wheelchairs that I know belongs to you that you built for yourself was one that allowed you to fully stand up from a seated position because that was obviously one of your other goals as well, to stand normally, and you designed yourself a chair that makes you do just that. How did that make you feel? Yeah, walking and dancing and all that, uh, that's really overrated these days. Only thing I wanted to do is stand up to be tall again. So I, I can at least stand next to the pub and have a beer. And 17 years to the day almost, I designed the chair, got in it, and being up tall again and standing it was such a new feeling, such a wonderful feeling. It is amazing. It's, People, you can go, you can go Google radical mobility in in the uh, on the internet and have a look at what what Martin does. Martin, as always, time is against us. But what I'd like to do is just understand a bit about your keynote because you said when you speak at conferences all over the world, and you are a traffic stopper of that. There's no two ways about it. When you speak, you talk on the subject of the deciding factor. I'm sure that my audience, as well as I now, are beginning to get an understanding of how you decided to change your own life. Do you feel eminently qualified now to inspire others with the deciding factor? Yes, Michael. You see, I'm a, I'm a business guy that speaks. I use my story and the lessons I've learned in it and what I implemented those lessons from life into my business and why it made my business successful. The deciding factor is basically three factors that you can apply in your personal life, but also in business. Three key factors that makes you decide where you want to get, how you want to get there, and what are the goals to achieve it. It's for businesses that want to change. I like to focus on the employees, the most valuable asset of any company. If you do not look after those employees, then your company really means nothing. Because any company that is not continuously developing, acquiring, adapting to this new disruptive change in business and employment are making the unintentional decision to be out of business within a few years. You know about that. You talk about change, Michael. Sure. You see 
people don't, they tend to look at the negative stuff, the load shedding, the stuff. But there are things that we can look at and change that will improve us in a personal aspect and improve us in a business aspect. I think it's super. That's what I speak about. I, and I can't, for anyone listening to this who's thinking about having a conference and needing some inspiration in their team, this is the man you've got to talk to. Have Ramp will travel. He's got a four-wheel drive wheelchair, so he goes anywhere anyway. Martin, where do people find you? How do they look up Martin Brown? Firstly, Google Martin Brown. You'll find me there. You can also find me on my website, martinbrown.co.za. And then LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, all the social media platforms, I'm everywhere. I love that. And as you say, the business guy who speaks, which just really brings it all together so nicely for me. A last question, Martin. We've got a minute or so left. This is going to be the, maybe one of the strangest questions you've ever been asked. Knowing what you've done now, knowing what you've achieved, all the awards, all the glory, all the fame, all the stuff, getting onto stage and thrilling audiences around the world. Would you ever now think about going back and changing that day 17 years ago when you dived off the jetty? A very good question that I thought about long and hard many a times. Michael, the one answer is no. I'm affecting more people's lives now than I think I would have affected prior to my injury. And affecting lives, changing people's lives is the crux of the matter. That is what I live for. And if I do it better from sitting in a four-wheel drive wheelchair, then I prefer sitting in the wheelchair and doing it. And at least everyone's got to bring you a beer at the end of your talk anyway, right? Which is a pretty oh. cool way of looking at it. Please, I need good beer, please. <laughs> You've been listening to Martin Brown. He's an entrepreneur. He's the business guy who speaks. He's built a business called Radical Mobility that's won awards everywhere. He's one of South Africa's best most productive entrepreneurs and brilliant speakers I've ever seen. And let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, it, it's just the most remarkable stuff in the world. You've been listening to a man who can only move his head, and yet he's moved mountains. That's the inspiration behind Martin Brown. Go and check him out at martinbrown.co.za and Google Radical Mobility. This man changes your lives, and he could well change yours as well. Martin, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show, sir. Great. Thanks, Michael. Nice chatting to you again. I look forward to giving you a beer sometime somewhere on the world circuit somewhere real soon. We'll meet each other soon. We shall indeed. Martin Brown, thank you so much. You've been listening to In Conference with Michael Jackson. That's the kind of caliber of guest you meet on this show. And that's why you're dialed in to cliffcentral.com. Unscripted, uncensored, unradio. Wow. And it's unbelievable. Thanks for listening. See you at the next podcast. This is cliffcentral.com.